0: Hey there, and welcome to the Raglan Surf Report podcast. Haven't done one of these in a little while, but I'm glad to say I'm back. And where did I go? Uh, well, I didn't really go anywhere. I just, I just stopped doing podcasting. And that's not because I don't like podcasting, because it is fun, and I do enjoy it. It's just because I had other things going on in my life. And uh, if you were friends with me, then you would have had your fair share of listening to me talk absolute shit. And if you're not friends with me, then you may have missed out. So um, I'm back. I'm back. So now anyone can listen to me talking absolute shit about surfing. Um, So welcome. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to this podcast. This is episode number probably 12. Um, Baker's Dozen, as they call it, 12. Um, Actually, that's 13 because when they, they baker's dozen is basically you bake 13 in case you fuck up one or you no sorry you eat the yeah. uh, look it really doesn't matter this is episode 12 um and this episode is about it's a, well it's about surfing you'll figure it out as we go along um it's been a great summer here in New Zealand in all parts of New Zealand uh, we've we've gone through a bit of a heat wave recently at least that's what the media will tell you because in New Zealand, if we get to, I think it's 25 degrees Celsius for longer than three days in a row, then that's that's a heatwave. Technically, that's a heatwave. And then if it drops below, I think, 16 degrees Celsius in winter, then that's called an arctic blast. And then if if... No, those are just the two. Those are the only two... Forms of weather that we really have. So winter we have arctic blasts, and then in summer we have heat waves. So in the moment at the moment we're in the midst of a heat wave. It's been 25 degrees for about four days now, and uh, the, the grass has dried up, and all the farmers are losing millions of dollars by the hour. And it's basically like um, some form of Armageddon here in New Zealand. And uh, and so th- we're we're in dire we're in dire straits here. So if anyone can send aid our way, that would be great. Um, it does, however, make for great surfing conditions. Well, it makes for very nice beach conditions. It's warm, and it's not too warm, because, I mean, really, we're only talking 25 degrees Celsius here, which is fuck all compared to everywhere else in the world. Uh, but it has been warm, and there has been some fun waves, which is, um, you know, it's what you, what you want in summer. It's what you're after in summer. Um, So that's been really good. Um, In terms of surfing, there's been a few events, a few domestic events. We had the Nationals a little while back. I didn't go to that because there's no prize money in it. And um, uh, I don't really want to go to a contest where there's no chance of any financial gain whatsoever. And uh, some people say, oh, no, it's prestigious and stuff. And it's like, well, if it's so prestigious, then why is there no fucking money in it? You know? I can't, I can't pay my rent with prestige, can I? No. I can't go out and get a bowl of ramen with, with pride and glory? No, that doesn't fucking pay for anything. So that's why I didn't do the Nationals, and I, I will not do the Nationals, um, because, uh, as Jerry Maguire said, show me the money. And uh, there's been a couple of other events as well. Uh, there were the Barrett Homes Open, which was won by none other than Maz Maz Quinn. Uh, 49-year-old Maz Quinn. He's been around for forever. Um, well, not ever, but he's definitely been on the scene for well over 30 years. And he's still got it. You know, He's a one-trick pony. He's got about three turns in his arsenal, but those three turns he does bloody well. And it's, it's an inspiration for me as well as someone who's not that young. I'm definitely young, but I'm not that young. It's an inspiration for me to see that someone like Maz can sustain this level of surfing for for such a long period of time and to be fair he is an exceptionally talented surfer and that's all that he does is surf um but you know it gives me inspiration to know that you know not only will i be able to surf that well um but you know just to know that um you know you can be a surfer and and live to that age as well which is, which is pretty cool. But um, that event was great. That was down in Papamoa. Went there and, and covered that. Uh, there's also been some international events. The WQS Tour has just kicked off. And we've had a crew of New Zealanders go over to compete in some of those events. Last week was a pretty big week. We had Billy Stearman and Kehu Butler making the semifinals of the... I think it was called the something Great Lakes Pro um, which I found quite confusing because I didn't realise there were any Great Lakes in Australia at all. And um, so I, I told Billy when I heard it was called the Great Lakes Pro, I wasn't too sure if it was going to be in a, a body of water that had zero salinity, meaning that it was going to be a lot harder for a surfboard to float or if that was just the name of the event. And so I told him to beef up his boards um, to counteract the lack of buoyancy in the water. And, and it definitely worked because he got third and uh, whether or not that had anything to do with my advice um, I don't know but I'm definitely claiming that uh, although it does turn out that um, it was just the naming sponsor of the event was called Great Lakes Great Lakes Pro but uh, that, that was great and um, so they those boys both worked, walked away with a third which is a great start to the season for them and then they had another event which was the I don't know what it was called it, it doesn't really matter what it was called, but I think it was a three thousand rated star event or what fuck, I don't know how the ratings work on the World Qualifying Series Tour thing anymore. I don't know if anyone does, but it's, it's quite confusing. But they competed over the last few days and unfortunately didn't do too well. Like all the all the guys got knocked out, well, and all the girls as well. Uh, but I watched Billy's heat and he was surfing very well. Unfortunately, he didn't quite get the waves that he needed to progress into the other rounds. Uh, he was beaten by Oni Anwar, which is an uh, Indonesian guy. He's a very good dude, old Oni. And then a couple of dudes called Ian. Um, Ian Gentles and Ian Guavea. And that was quite interesting, I thought, because that was probably the first time in pro surfing history that there were two dudes in the same heat called Ian. You know, you don't get that very often. Dudes called Ian, Ian, or like Graham, or or uh, what's another like Brian. And the interesting thing about that was, um, these guys were from quite exotic countries. Uh, Ian Guvea from Brazil, and Ian Gentle from Hawaii. And when I say exotic, I mean exotic to you know, euros like myself. Like if I lived in Brazil or if I was from Hawaii, I wouldn't think, geez, I live in an exotic country. You just think, ah. Oh, I just yeah this is where I live you know and it's the same as being from New Zealand you know some people probably look at New Zealand and think it's exotic it's it's not like you go to fucking Hamilton or Morrinsville or somewhere like that and you're just like, oh shit this is not exotic at all and uh, obviously if you've been there you know what I'm talking about um, but uh, I think it'll also be the, the last time the last time we'll, we'll have a heat with uh, a couple of guys called Ian because it's such a rare name it's a dying name Um, and that's because it's, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty fucking lame name and that's no offense to anyone called Ian, but if you're called Ian, you know, you know that you've got a dying name and you can't dispute that fact. I mean, it's the same on the woman's side of things. If your name's fucking Doris or Sharon, there's no one being called Doris or Sharon anymore. When was the last time you saw a baby and you're like, oh, that's such a, such a cute baby. What's her, what's her name? And the parents is like, oh, her name's Sharon. Fucking no one's calling their, their children. And I've got an auntie called Sharon. And she's wonderful. But she knows. She knows her name's dying out. But I was just thinking how did these guys get the name Ian? You know like I know Ian gouvea's dad Fabio. Fabio Guvea, His dad's name is Fabio. And I know that his old man used to do the world tour. And for him, did he travel around and, you know, did he travel to these exotic countries like Australia and the United States? And did, you know, did he pick up that name from there and think, oh, uh, I want to call my firstborn son something exotic, something from a foreign land, from an exotic foreign land. I'll call him, hmm. I could go with Flavio or or Gustavo, hmm. No, no, no. Ian. I'm going to call my son Ian ian yeah but um yeah it's interesting to see that there were two guys called ian um in the same heat and that probably won't happen ever again unless those two guys are in the same heat again Uh, because i don't think there's any other pro surfers called ian and uh if there are um i mean good on you you know good on you for for sticking with that name and uh yeah best of luck so, that wasn't the best event for, for Billy and the rest of the Kiwis, but they've got another event, I think, coming up in a few days, uh, Merryweather maybe, or Newcastle or somewhere. Um, so, hopefully they can you know, pull out another good result. And, uh, and then, obviously, in a month's time, there will be the Quicksilver Pro on the Goldie. And that will be the first event on the World Championship Tour. And that will be very exciting for New Zealand surfers because we have got two representatives for the 2019 World Tour, and that is none other than Ricardo Christie from Mahia and Paige Harab from Taranaki. So that's going to be pretty exciting. The first time we've ever had two representatives on the tour at the same time. Uh, Obviously, Paige was on there last year, and then Rick was on there, I think, four years ago. But was not on there at the same time. So this is the first time that they're both going to be on the tour at the same time. So there's going to be a huge crowd of Kiwis turning up to that event, I reckon. And uh, partly because half of New Zealand lives on the Gold Coast. So they've already got the, the established New Zealand crowd over there. And then for sure there will be a lot of Kiwis travel over to, to, uh, to check it out. And I'm hoping to be one of those. Uh, I'll see how I go uh, at the moment it's looking pretty bleak but uh, I'll try my best to get over there and uh, I, I want to get over there because I want to I want to check out the the event I want to support my Kiwi brothers and sisters and I want to do a bit of networking and I mean that's mostly why people go over there. They want to network, they want to meet the right people, they want to hang out with the right people, they want to fucking, you know, like, sniff a bit of ass. like, just get in the scene, get in the industry, know some people, meet some people, and, I mean, to a certain extent, I want to do that, but so does everyone else. And you look at some of the, the networkers that go over there, you see them on the live broadcast, like, all these scantily clad, beautiful young girls, like, they're over there networking. And then you've got, like, industry reps from the surf brands. Like, some of those people, they're over there because they're paid to be there to look after their team. Some are there just to do a little bit more networking, make things happen. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want to be a part of that uh, because why wouldn't I? Like, I might get some free shit, you know? I could get a couple of T-shirts. It might be giving away T-shirts at an event. There could be a party with free beer. You know, it's not like... They're not just gonna have like parties on the Goldie all the time with free beer but they definitely have them when there's those big events um, you, you know and and there'll be a lot of girls there There'll be a lot of girls there networking and when I say networking I mean they they want to try like ideally they want to try and get impregnated by a professional surfer and and that's something that with some girls it may be it's it's probably instinctual it's ingrained in them it's ingrained in their dna because they want to to have babies with someone who has very strong genes someone who's athletic someone who's smart and someone who's wealthy and i don't blame them because it, it, for most of them it's probably subconscious they're not thinking oh i'm going to go out here and get a um you know get knocked up to one of these dudes so that i can have a baby and then that baby uh, becomes a professional athlete, and then I don't have to work. Uh, and and then I can just live off my athlete baby, you know. And and that's a thing that does happen. And you can't blame some of these people for doing that. I mean, I would try it for sure. I would try it. Like if I could, you know, get over there, and maybe somehow go out for a beer with Steph Gilmore, and you know, things maybe happen, and then next thing you know, um you know we've established a very strong relationship and we're going out for a couple of years and things are things are moving forward in a, in a positive direction and then uh and then we have a child and then and then we use that child to to retire off um a retirement baby and i'm not i'm not saying that's my goal but i wouldn't be opposed to that and i don't blame people who go for that because most of the time it's a subconscious thing like I wouldn't think I mean obviously I've thought of it now because I'm telling you about it but I, I think for most people it's, it's just subconscious it's on a subconscious level you want to have children with, with someone who is talented and someone who's mainly someone who's got a lot of money um, because then they can buy you things and they can raise the children with their money but that's basically the, the Gold Coast Quicksilver Pro that's what it is it's, um, it's about networking it's about networking and it's about it's about alcohol free alcohol and and sex and getting tanned because it's it's summertime over there. It's probably 30 degrees. The sun's out all the time. It's great weather. It's tropical weather over there, basically. So, I mean, that, that's what you're looking at. It's a great event to go to. I've been there before. I've been to some parties and had some free beer. Didn't do any baby making or anything like that because i got no game. But it was a great experience, and that's why I want to get back there and do some more of, of the networking. Um, and obviously also support Ricardo and Paige, but that's more of a side note now i was going to try and segue from that last bit talking about the surfing events into surf tips with luke which is a little spiel i do where i share some of my extensive knowledge about surfing and last podcast i i did surf tips on snaking how to effectively snake people and get away with it So if you want to listen to that, go back to my last podcast, podcast 11, and you can pick up some really useful tips on how to snake people effectively. But for this version of Surf Tips, I'm going to talk about how to get sponsored. It's something that a lot of people find very attractive. Getting sponsored, getting stuff for free, stuff that you do not have to pay any of your money for. And I like it. I love getting stuff for free. And it's something that I am very fortunate to have been able to, uh, to do for, for quite some time. And uh, I thought, you know, I can probably share some of my knowledge and expertise in this area. So, first off, um, surf good. And if you don't surf good, then figure out a way to surf good this is this is extremely helpful when it comes to getting sponsored for surfing because surfing brands want someone who who surfs good they want someone that people can look at and be like oh my god that person is amazing on their surfboard i want to wear the same t-shirt that they're wearing and that's basically what surf sponsorship and that's basically what surf sponsorship comes down to Like, you know how many people look at Dane Reynolds and they're like, oh, shit, how good was that big aerial thing that Dane Reynolds did? What shoes is is he wearing? And obviously he's not wearing shoes when he does airs, but he is wearing shoes sometimes when he's not surfing. And uh, that's what it comes down to. They're trying to sell the lifestyle. They're trying to sell the surf culture. And if if you can do an air and look cool, and also if you've got hair, like, I found here helps. Because I don't have any. And that's probably... That's probably... I don't know. I feel like I'd probably get more stuff for free if I had here, Because you look at Dane Reynolds. He's got here, He's got, like, a bowl cut or some shit. And Craig Anderson. And um, who else? Who else has got here? Uh, like, heaps of guys have got here, And they get, like, heaps of free stuff. And even get paid for trips and stuff like that. And I get free stuff... But I don't get a lot of free stuff... And I don't get paid to go on trips or anything... And I think that comes down to me not having any hair. Like I surf pretty good... But I got no hair. Unless you're Kelly Slater... Who doesn't have any hair... But he's Kelly Slater... So it doesn't matter... He could even like not even have a head... Or anything... But he surfs that good... That you know people are still going to give him free stuff... And send him on expensive trips to Nicaragua. Um... But definitely having hair helps, and having an online social media profile also helps. So if you can't surf that good, then just build up your online social media profile thing. Like just have photos of you at the beach, standing at the beach with a surfboard with some cool hashtags and shit. And if you're a good looking girl and you've got got a good bum, like if you've got a nice looking bum, then you can use that to your advantage. And uh, and I know there's like outcry from some women surfers and they're like oh fucking you know you should we should be um, paid fairly based on the merits of our surfing abilities and and all that and and that's good like that's awesome and that's how it should be but then at the end of the day dudes are attracted to girls bums and titties like that's that's just cold hard facts that's nature guys look at girls bums and titties and be like. Oh whoa, that's that's a good looking bum and a good looking good looking set of titties. And they don't look at a girl and be like, oh whoa, that's a cool cutback, that's a super sexy cutback. Because sex does sell. Sex sells. And that's why these girls who don't wear a lot of stuff and they got like nice looking bums and they're holding onto a surfboard and that's the way that they market themselves and that's why they get sponsored. Like well, fuck if dudes could do that, they'll definitely do that. I guarantee you there'd be so many dudes like in their bodies with their bum out or whatever, and if there's a guy wearing like a fucking G-string or whatever and he's holding on a surfboard and people are paying him money to post photos online of him wearing a G-string, then he's going to fucking do it. But guys can't really do that. Unless you're Gabriel Medina, because most of his Instagram photos are just him posing in front of coconut trees or with that Nyanmar soccer player guy. Um, but for most guys, we can't do that. And But you girls can. Like if you've got a good looking bum or a set of titties, you can do it. And it's kind of a horrible thing to say. <sighs> I'm just fucking jealous. I'm just jealous. I just wish I could get my bum out and get paid some money to have my bum out. Because it's so much easier than spending your entire fucking life trying to get good at something. And and get paid to be good at something. When all you need is like a, a good bum. And I'm probably going to get a bit of flack for this. But it's fucking, it's, it's the truth. I mean, I don't like it. I'm not a huge fan of it but it is, it's the truth, it is the truth, and um, so if, if if you do have a good bum, and you do have like a nice set of titties, you don't even need a real good set of titties, most of the time it's just like you have a good bum, because it looks quite good in swimwear, and if you're a guy and you don't have a good bum, then if you've got some abs or some shit, that might help, I don't really know how that works, but uh but yeah so just use that leverage off that and then someone might give you like a free t-shirt or, or something someone might even give you some stuff that'll just cover up with you know they might be a little bit embarrassed um that you're you're out there hoeing yourself out on instagram and they might want you to put clothes on shit it might even be a, a, a grandparent or something but that actually doesn't count as sponsorship um but i mean that those are my sponsorship tips And um, if you don't like them, that's understandable. If you do like them, hopefully that's some useful information that you can use. Um, But I'll I'll leave it at that. And uh, I'm sorry if I offended. Nah, fuck it. I don't give a shit if I offended someone. Because, I mean, that's just how it is. Everyone loves to be offended now. Um, But, yeah, uh, happy surfing. And uh, I'll see you next time on the Raglan Surfport podcast.